0: of you here this morning would want to have the opportunity to start anew, to have a fresh start in your Christian life. Now, what I am referring to is the idea that we have made mistakes in our journey as we have experienced setbacks and failures in our lives, and sometimes we've allowed these mistakes, these setbacks, and these failures to enslave us to the point that we never enjoy the full Christian life that God is given us to enjoy. When I've had the opportunity to play golf, or what other people call I'm trying to play golf, the one thing that I enjoy about the game is the mulligan. I love the idea that you can start and swing again. Well, we're talking about the idea of swinging again, the idea of making a fresh start in our Christian life. John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And then he goes on to tell in the story that there's an adversary called the devil who seeks to steal and to kill and to destroy that life. The devil reminds us that our past, of our past in order to kind of keep us from enjoying what God has given us to enjoy, to live out. He doesn't want us to have a fresh start. He wants us to think that we are in a a journey that we are shackled by the things that have taken place in our lives, the mistakes and the down uh, times. And the good news is that God is saying, I want you to have a fresh start in life. I want you to have a new beginning. I want you to do something new with your life. And I find that that makes me very excited to know that God desires us to have a fresh start, a new beginning. What all of us here need this morning is that reality, that fresh start, that beginning with God, to know that as we journey, there are times that we've made mistakes, but we're able to turn those over to God and we're able to get back up with his help and move forward again. This time last year, I am sure that we had all kinds of goals that we had planned for 2019. We planned to have a better relationship with God. We had planned to pray more. We had planned to read the Bible more. We had planned to get more involved in the church. We had planned to spend more quality time with our families. And some of those things, if not all of those things, have been less than what we would desire for them to be. The list could extend to other areas, and you would fill in the blank. The fact is, all of us have made mistakes and we have made decisions that have been less than perfect and they have hindered us from doing the things that we want or need to do. But I want you to listen to a passage of Scripture that speaks to that in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. It says, the Lord says, forget about what has happened before. Do not think about the past. Instead, look at the new things I'm going to do. Listen to what God says in this passage of Scripture. Forget about what has happened before. He is endeavoring to say, don't think about the past. It's over. Learn from it. We're going to be talking about that. Repent of it. We're going to be talking about that. But leave it in the past. The book is closed on it. Some people think that God is stuck on our past life. That all he wants to do is remind us of the things that we have done wrong just like an older sister or an older brother sometimes likes to do. But God is more interested in your future than he is in your past because he has taken that and has put it as far as the Scripture says as the east is from the west. That is not where you're spending the rest of your life is in the past. You're spending it in the future. He says forget about your past. Forget about the former things. Don't think about it. Look at the new things I'm going to do. Now, this passage of Scripture was written with the idea that Israel was in a situation where they were being corrected. They were being punished for their sin and rebellion against God. But God wanted them to have hope and for them to understand that even though there was a punishment that was taking place, they were not being forsaken. There was a correction that was coming about, and he wanted his people to understand that what was being experienced was not going to be the end of them. It was, for their good, the time of correction. And the fact was that God was going to give them a fresh start in life. He was going to give them a new beginning. Now, Israel, no doubt, was discouraged because they thought this was the end for them. Perhaps they had thought, oops, I've gone, we've gone too far. They had sinned and rebuilt against God to the point that he would no longer be their God, or so they thought. Maybe they thought God would not deliver them again, that it was over And that's when they began to remember the former things, the past deliverances that had taken place. Israel could remember the past victories that were there. They remembered when they were trapped by the Red Sea and had nowhere to go and how God made a way for them. They remembered how in a time that the enemy was about to overtake them and how he provided protection for them. They could remember the former things, but that's as far as they could go. They couldn't see into the... Future, They couldn't guess the idea that God was going to be with them. That's the reason God said, I am going to do something new. Maybe that's where you are this morning. You feel that you've made so many mistakes, that you have failed God, and so many times you have sinned in so many different ways that God doesn't want anything to do with you. You feel and believe that you have no future with God, but the good thing is, the good news that I want to share is that God is saying it is not over. I want you to have a new beginning. I have plans for your life, and I'm about to do something new for you. Now, this has been a busy time, I am sure, and bless your hearts you're here. We're sharing together this last Sunday in December but you have had time with family and friends and you're still rattled about last night. I I forget what happened. It's in the past, but uh, no, we, we know what happened. It, it, anyway, it was hard to take. We'll, we'll, we'll get over it. We're, we're tough. We're going to have a brand new fresh start. Anyway, the reality is that You are in this time to share and to learn and to grow. And I have a very simple acrostic for an outline. Now, the scary part is it's five points. So I want you to bear with me, but it is something that goes pretty easily together. It's S-T-A-R-T, to start. And I hope you remember this, regardless of what kind of failure you've had in the past, whether it's been a financial failure, a relational failure, or a failure in your marriage, you've had a moral failure, you've blown it, and you've made some decisions that you are uh, ashamed of and hope that nobody ever finds out, regardless of the failure it's been in your life. When we turn those things over to God, He forgives, He forgets, and we're able to move forward. The first of the S-T-A-R-T is STOP. The word start, but I'm starting with stop. Stop making excuses. If I want a fresh start on my life, I have to stop making excuses for my failures. I have to quit blaming other people. I've got to see myself as one who is not the victim of my own circumstances. I have placed myself as a victim. For other people can hurt us, and other people can harm us, and other people can scar us, but the only person that can ruin your life is you. Nobody can ruin your life without your permission. You have a choice how you handle and respond to the hurts that come about. And I'm going to be sharing in regard to the reality that sin has damaged our world, and we know that as a result of that, innocent individuals do suffer. But how we do approach that, we have a choice on how we respond. The Bible says that the starting point in regard to having a fresh start in our lives is to be honest and to accept responsibility for my part of the problem. It's an old cliche, but it says if it is to be, it's up to me. Well, it's up to you and God basically is what uh, is the reality of this situation. And Paul is uh, one example who was looking in regard to the challenges that he'd had in his life, but he even though was one who had persecuted the church, was able to say, forgetting what is behind, I press forward. And that is what we're talking about here, to stop making excuses to realize that we admit what has taken place and we move forward in our lives. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13 says, A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. He gets a fresh start. He says the starting point to starting over is to be honest and to face up to the problems, to know that if we have those things that have been less than God's way and God's will within our life and we confess those to him, he forgives and moves those away from us and we're able to move forward. It's hard, however, For people to admit when they're wrong. People don't like to admit that I've made a mistake or that I've blown it. It's always somebody else or something else that has taken place. And there are times that it could be true, but for the most part, we've had a little bit of a hand in what has happened. And if we admit the mistake, if it is a mistake on our part, if we admit the failure, if we admit our sin, the Scripture is telling us that we are able to have that fresh start. I've shared before in regard to the time that I was driving, uh, riding with the, one of the deputy sheriffs, and because of an altercation that took place at the wild and crazy Taco Bell in Green, we were, were there and we had to take a couple of uh, people into uh, custody as far as uh, getting the information from them because they were fighting and beating up people and breaking windshields. and. Pretty wild and crazy things. Well, we, we got to, the, and I've, I've told the story, I'll make it a little shorter. We, we got to the uh, uh, sheriff's department. These uh, young ladies were, were sat down, and they were asked names and information all that. They began to talk to one another, and they said, do you know what happened, don't you? And the other one said, well, yeah, I know what happened. She said, no, you know why it happened. And the other girl said, well, I, I think I do. And the other girl very simply said, it happened because I did not return that chain letter. The chain letter. She got into a fight. She was kicking and screaming. She she broke a windshield out of a car. She was yelling and screaming, but it was the fact that she didn't return the chain letter the day before. That's the reason. She was not really willing to admit to a mistake. But this is the reality that if we confess and forsake, we get another chance to start over. Secondly is to take an inventory of our lives. I need to take an inventory of my life. I need to evaluate my experiences. I need to look at what I have left after the failure that has taken place. I need to learn from what has come about and take a lesson from that and make sure that I'm able to move forward. Galatians chapter 3, verse 4 says, You have experienced many things. Were all those experiences wasted? I hope not. Think of the times that you have fallen short. Think of the times that you have fallen down. Think of the experiences and the learning process that takes place. For failure can be a little bit of Either it can be a foe or it can be one that teaches us ultimately in our lives. And we determine if the failure can be one or the other. We can choose to learn from it or we can choose to repeat it. If we learn from it, then it can be something of value. However, if we don't, it becomes our foe. What are my assets, we think, in regard to our own lives What do I have going for me? Have I got my health? Have I got my friends? Have I got my freedom? Have I got the Lord? Have I have a church family? Who can help me? Take inventory in regard to our lives as we are facing the challenges around us. When we need to make a fresh start, we need somebody by our side. And the reality is that friend is one that can be our family member or a community friend or most importantly, he can be the Lord and help us to put ourselves back on a fresh start in life. The reality is that no matter what takes place with the others, God is with us. Jesus is there. He's promised to be with us always in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, in regard to getting back on the right foot. Stop making excuses. Take an inventory of our life. Act in in faith, this is the third step that we have to act in faith. We have to launch into new, into new territory. The Bible says that the key to changing anything is faith. If we want to change our circumstances, it's going to take faith that our circumstances can change. If we want to change our personality, it takes uh, it takes faith. If we want to change anything in our lives, we're needing to exercise faith. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, according to your faith it will be done for you. That is a very simple statement, but it's very powerful. For we realize that unless we're able to reach to the point of our knowledge and our understanding, which is the edge of the of the of the light and be willing to take a step into the unknown, We're never going to grow. We're never going to mature. We're realizing that what it means is to get out of life what we expect. I guess the question is, what do we expect in life? Are we expecting it to be better? Are we expecting it to be worse? Are we expecting it to be the same? If we act in faith... Then we will do something positive to ensure that we don't repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. In order for me to start acting in faith, it means that I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself. I've got to realize that it's not a poor me world. I know that there are things that happen to you and to me as a result of what has happened to the world because of sin. Life is unfair, and we say it often, life is unfair, and I have to share with you, life is unfair, or else we'd be in a championship, no, we won't talk, but who said life is fair? God never said it is. It's a world filled with the damage that the evil one has brought in, that Satan has brought about. And there is an unfairness that is there. But we have to go on with life anyway. We stop rehearsing the past, regretting the past. And we get on with the future and realize that the more time we spent regretting our past, the more our future is wasted. The more time we spent lamenting what has been, the more time we keep thinking, I wish that hadn't happened, and I wish I could change that. If only I I could go back and reverse the clock and rewrite history. The more time that that is spent, the less is shared in the future and in what God desires for you to do. And if you're rehearsing and regretting, you're only making yourself miserable right now and doing the what-ifs. You're sending yourself into a position of more of the same in the future. The way that you set yourself up for more failures by focusing on past. The more failures is by focusing upon past failures. For what you focus on is what you tend to reproduce within your life. What we need to do is to learn from the past and act in faith for the future and look to God for guidance. Act in faith. Refocus. I need to refocus my thoughts if I want to change my life, if I want to get going again, if I want a fresh start. I need to rethink the ways that I think. I need to change my mind about a number of issues. Romans 12, verse 2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If I have to refocus my thoughts to start over to get a fresh start, that means I need to... Quit thinking about the same old patterns. The memories that we are still rehearsing in our minds keep us from having a fresh start in life. We need to set those aside. The Bible says to let go, to let go of those things, to let go of those things. The more we hold on to that memory and the more we rehearse it, it continues to hurt you today. And I want to tell you, it can't hurt you unless you give it permission. If you allow it to control you, you have to change your mind and let go and get rid of those painful, hurtful memories of shame and guilt and the other things and to know that if God is able to forgive us, and he does, we should be able to forgive ourselves. Now, what is the best thing to focus on? Very simple, God's Word. Psalms 1 says, Happy are those who are always meditating on God's Word. They're like trees along a river. That do not dry up. They succeed in everything they do. Times in my life when I catch the lamenting that takes place and the focusing on the past and the ideas of it is when I've found that it's a dry season in regard to the the reading of, of Scripture. For this passage is reminding us that the idea of happiness is something that we really want in life. In fact, I was listening to an interview of Max Lucado today, and he said that uh, two-thirds of the people interviewed in regard to the person on the street in regard to happiness said they weren't happy. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people getting in cars and driving around. Well, you know what I mean. It's It can be something very sad to be dealing with individuals like that. I want you not to be one of those individuals. I want you to know that the reality is we want to be happy and we want to succeed. And the antidote, the answer, the way that we get is the phrase right in the middle, and that is by meditating upon God's Word. That's the answer to the other two. If we meditate upon God's Word, the happier and the most successful we will be in the Christian life. It is a promise from God. Act in faith. Refocus. Trust God to help us succeed. Depend upon Him. We don't depend upon ourselves and we've already proven that that doesn't work. We can't do it on our own. That's the reason we failed to begin with. But sometimes people don't get it. They stumble and they falter and they fail and they Get up and they'll say, I'll just try harder. But it simply doesn't work. That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If we keep doing the same thing, we will be getting the same results. If we can't change who we are, and we can't really change who we are, only God can do that, but he does do that. Now I'm not speaking about the outward man, but I'm talking about the inner man, the real person, the one that is hidden, the person of in the heart. Success in the Christian life is not trying harder, but is living smarter. It is giving God control of my life. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 says: You will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When we become a Christian, we become one who is a brand new person on the inside. We have been changed. God changes us. We're not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And that's where it has to begin when we talk about a new start. For in this sermon, I'm talking about those who have taken that step and have faltered and Need to be back up on their feet and moving forward, but it has to begin by saying, Lord, I know that you specialize in new beginnings. That Jesus Christ made it possible for us to be born again, the chance to start over, to know cleansing and forgiveness in life. Yes, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yes, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but it also says the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The idea, the opportunity, the privilege is that we're able to start over. And God says, I don't want you to turn over a new leaf. I want you to turn a whole new life over to me. Today in our time, we have realized that there might be that need in your journey, a fresh start, a new beginning. And to know that that is possible through Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the message of life and love through your son. Thank you that we know that we can have a new start by stepping back, not making excuses. Stop making excuses and take an inventory of those that are alongside friends and family, and most importantly, you to act in faith, to refocus our thoughts, to trust in you. Lord, I would pray that if there are those who have never made that initial decision to accept Christ as Lord and Savior, to know that new start available, may today and now be that time to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and King. And if that decision has taken place, May today be the time to recommit, to realize that you help us, you pick us up, set us forward on the journey of a fresh start. In Jesus' name I do pray.